Hello, motherfuckers! Oh, wow. Charles Conyers is my name, and fucking with movies is my game! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cinepod Pretty Movie good. Cast. You, you did it in the uh, Rudy Ray Moore style. <laughs> yeah, he has a distinctive style, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he certainly does. He's he's really one of a kind. He's like uh, I don't know if he's uh, more Orson Welles or Ed Wood. It's hard to decide. Wow! Holy <laughs> shit, ladies and gentlemen! Now that that is an intro to the Sin and Pop Movie Cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chuck Conyers. And I'm Jose Joel Loetta. Welcome. Well, it's MFs. It, it's MFs. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, well, you, you, you are broadcasting a little bit your feelings about things, so um, we're going to dive right into this. We're going to talk about two movies. This is a double bill. This is like an old-fashioned, good old uh, grindhouse double feature from the 70s. <laughs> there we're, you go. We're going right, to... Emphasis on the grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're going to be getting a lot of this from Mr. Zulueta today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, jokes that are now classified as dad jokes. You know, that's effed up when you get to an age when you make, like, you know, when you make funny <laughs> jokes, they just immediately, no matter what, oh, your dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> F you. So we today are going to be talking about Dolomite is My Name, the brand new movie, Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Brand new Eddie Murphy Eddie movie. Is it? He's he's undergoing some kind of resurgence or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, well timed, I think. And you know, he wanted to do this in his own time, and he's fucking doing. He's going to be doing stand up again. Yeah. It's going to be on yeah. SNL, uh, doing his oh. for Christmas, the Christmas episode of SNL. I cannot wait yeah. for that. That's going to be so good, I yeah. think. What do you think? I think it's, uh, well, I hope. Yeah. You know, that's all you can do is hope. Oh, no, that's... stop the press right now. Wait, what? Stop. Hey, give me a chair out here right now. I want to sit down, you oh bastard. Move me a chair here. Ladies you got it's Gumby. They know who the hell it is. I'm Gumby, damn it. I'm Gumby. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? The question, Michael Che, is how the hell are you going to put on a show and not have me in the show until now? I should have been in every damn sketch from the top. I'm the one that made that Eddie Murphy a star. He was just a regular coon boy till I saw him. Do I let him? Well, we just thought people wouldn't know who you were. How the hell are people not going to know who I am? I'm Gumby, damn it. I, let me tell you something. I saved this damn show from the gutter. And it's thanks to me. This is the thanks that I get for saving the show. Shame on you, Lorne Michaels. Shame on you, NBC. Shame on you. All right, Gumby, Gumby, just calm down. Calm down. Don't tell me to calm down, trailer boy. <laughs> and I got to sit and listen to this black bastard telling me people won't remember who I am? <laughs> you know why? Hey, you know why you two are behind this desk? 
Because your jokes don't have legs, you schmucks. <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy, so... And he's still funny when you see him on... He was on driving in... Comedians driving in cars getting coffee. Oh, yeah. He's very funny on that. He was funny on... I think he was on Jimmy Fallon and um, Jimmy right. Kimmel. Right, he's, yeah. still, he's still funny. Yeah, he, he definitely still has it. Yeah. Uh, he was on Colbert too, which is yes. which is where I found out about this movie. Uh, apparently, he's a, been a big fan of Rudy Ray Moore's, and I've never heard of the guy, <laughs> but uh, until now, so, wow, that yeah, is stunning. I you grew up with him, yes, didn't I you? did. One of his albums, yes. Oh, lucky you! Uh, more his movies than his albums, uh, which we will get more into because it's. <laughs> there are some very deep cuts things in Dolomite Is My Name, which is a movie that we're going to be talking about. And we're also going to be talking about the actual movie itself, Dolomite, yeah. directed yes. by um, Deval. Oh, I can't, never, can never pronounce his name. I can never remember. Oh. Yes, he was also in the uh, Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, Derville Martin. Yes, Derville thank Martin. You, thank you. Yeah. Derville Martin. Uh, yeah. And starring Rudy Ray Moore himself. It, yes. It's, it's very interesting to compare what they were doing in Dolomite Is My Name and what the actual movie Dolomite itself actually was. And yes. also we're going to find out that there are a, quite a few sequences in Dolomite Is My Name where they were showing movie making or for certain scenes but mm. they were not scenes from dolomite they were scenes oh, from another yes movie. yeah, yeah. We, we need to talk about that there yeah. I, was, I was waiting for a certain scene to come up in uh, the first dolomite movie and i was a little disappointed that didn't show up but yeah. i think you know what scene we we're talking about here yes yes <laughs> there are a and... you'll be surprised how many scenes that were supposed to be in Dolomite, based on this Dolomite is my name, you'll be surprised how many scenes were not were in the second movie actually. But we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. We'll talk about the filmography of Mr. Rudy Ray Moore. But yes. as you were saying before, yeah, I Dolomite has been. I mean, this movie, the, the, the movie Dolomite itself, came out in 1975, huh. I think. Right. So I was like three years old when that movie came out, but it wasn't no, until far too young for you. Absolutely. So it wasn't until the like later, like much later, like in the eighties. We're talking about maybe ten years later. Okay. And even um, later than that, it was when I started working in a video store. Ah. Uh... You know, that's when I started discovering a lot of these movies, and also realizing that things that I was hearing my dad say and my aunts and my uncles i did when they were joking around and like stuff that they were saying okay that all started to make sense because i was like oh i ah. got it from this <laughs> this fucking movie they were making dolomite references yeah. your 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 father and your uh, your aunts and uncles yeah oh, cool and then there was a movie do you remember the movie house party the kid and play. Yes, yes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. There's a scene early in the movie where Pops, played by Robin Harris, is a comedian 
uh, who is very much like Rudy Ray Moore. He, uh, he died uh, many years ago, uh, like maybe like in the I think in the nineties he died, like in the late nineties. Okay. Uh, but uh, very he was. God, he was funny. By time I've been on. Hey, hey, brother. <laughs> Want to put your feet back? Look at it, big ass feet like that, man. Stand on Broadway, tripping people on Main with your feet. Good-looking folks in here, ain't it? Old lady back there with a jerry curl. She's messing up somebody's pillowcase, ain't she? Uh, saw a woman in the back with a half braided, just like my wife. Half braided up so tight she can't even close her eyes when she go to sleep. In the bed sleeping. Eyes and wide. Eyes wide open. I, ain't gonna lie, I hate my wife. I ain't gonna need a me lying. I, y'all can tell if y'all want to. I mean, I hate her. I wear my wedding ring on the wrong finger because I married the wrong goddamn one. So there's a scene early in the movie where Kid is getting ready to go out or he's getting ready to sneak out of the house. And uh, Pop says, I have plans for us. I rented some videos. Dolomite. <laughs> like, and then the you know, kid rolls his eyes and he's like, You're like Dolomite, don't you? You grew up on it. <laughs> and they had a scene where Pops was asleep when Kid was sneaking out of the house and Pops was asleep and uh-huh. he was watching Dolomite. And Dolomite uh-huh. was doing the Signify Monkey uh, bit in from the, from the movie itself. Oh, man. So deep cuts, yeah. I mean, Dolomite has then Rudy Ray Moore. I've, I've known about him for years, but uh-huh. not in like not none of the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't know, uh, you know, the the his process as a filmmaker. I wasn't familiar really with any of those things. These were yeah. just a lot of these movies <laughs> that I watched when I was. A kid, and when I was a teenager, they were all just schlocky B movies. So it was, you know, shitty mm-hmm. acting and bad camera angles and mics in the shot, and you know, the the right. cinematographer of that of uh, of Dolomite, who is uh, portrayed in the movie, and in, in right. Dolomite is my name. I'm... Yeah, right. It's the interesting thing about the guy is that his last name is uh, von Sternberg. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, uh, I found out later he was actually related to uh, the director, the great director Joseph von Sternberg. Yep. So, and he, which I thought was funny. He shot so many B, so many of the eighties B and nineties B movies that I watched. Okay. This motherfucker shot them all. It's insane. <laughs> this guy has a yeah. B movie catalog, like a filmography behind. It's it's. Insane. He shot this movie called Skinheads that I hadn't thought about since I saw it years ago. It's a piece. Oh wow! It's a piece of shit exploitation movie. It's 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 not good, but you know it's entertaining to watch how bad it is. Skinhead is this like a like a Nazi exploitation movie or something? Well, it's about um, it's about this gang of skinheads that Ah. uh, wreaks havoc all over town and you know they all die at the end it's like it's basically it's like dolomite except it's about skinheads 
Okay. Yeah, this, this movie is like a, it's a story about perseverance. You know, they shot basically out of like nothing but short ends. Yep. Is that what you call it? It's like right. a, like leftover film. Yep. And they had like they're running out of money, and there's like sometimes there's like like no electricity going on. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy, and and that's the most fascinating thing about this movie is uh, Rudy Ray Moore's perseverance yep. in getting this movie done. I mean, he he uh, he he got to hand it to him. He he gave away all his rights. Yeah. to uh, his albums and then poured everything that he had into the movie. Yeah. And it was a hell of a gamble. Yep. Because he, he would have been it, working for free for the next 10 years if it didn't pay off. And he says, he says in the movie, if I'm not going to gamble on myself, nobody is. Yeah, that's... That's, yeah. A, that's a thousand percent. That is... Uh, there is a lot being said about how inspirational this movie is and that's absolutely true especially if you are an artist or even aspire to be the movie opens speaking of perseverance the movie opens dolomite is my name mm-hmm. with rudy trying to sell the record store dj on playing oh, one of his I... records <laughs> right and just going through three of them he's like you know i've got the, the different styles and like, all this stuff Right. And just really, I mean, that was the, the, the first half of the movie where, with people talking about how he's been a dancer and a singer and a, you know, he's right. trying to be a comedian. He's doing all these things. And this is all mm-hmm. from moving to L.A. when he was 15 years old to try to do something. And. Um, even the, the Snoop's character, the, the DJ in the beginning right. of the movie, says, you know, hey, look, you know, do you think I wanted to be a record store DJ, some shithole record store? Like, but right. you know, it's like we right. missed our shot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That really sets up a lot. And there are a lot of points in the movie that were, which is especially good for Eddie Murphy, where you really get a sense of the kind of person he is. Not only is he uh, persistent, he's also very sensitive. He's, he's uh-huh. emotional about this shit because he doesn't understand. Yeah. He doesn't get it. He's just like, what the fuck? Like, I, I've got all this stuff. Even when he's talking to the owner of the club, the Californian club, mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, like, I've got all this stuff. Like, why aren't you doing anything with me? And, yeah. you know, you'd see how that would have shelved or floored so many people. You know, there are a mm. lot of people that just would give up after hearing that so many times. But not this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Even the, uh, the Wesley Snipes character, uh, Durville goes, what planet is this cat from? Because he's, he, you really have to be in a world of your own, basically, to, uh, to do what he did. Yet, when yeah. you watch Dolomite itself, the movie, 
And you see how they put it together. They only, they're only showing you, in Dolomite Is My Name, they're only showing you one angle that they're shooting from most of the time. In the, in the key scenes, the moment when he, the cops show up at his house and find the fur coats and the dope in his car. Uh, <laughs> and that, that horrible fight scene. And... <laughs> When you, and you, it's funny when you're when you're seeing it play out just in full frame. Yeah, it looks fucking ridiculous. But when you see what the movie that they actually made, they made that work, and it's it's yeah. not it's not as dumb as you think. It's dumb. But uh, it's uh, it, you know something that you're you are correct. I mean that that's exactly how I felt when I saw the actual movie. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't as bad as the movie seemed to uh, make it out to be. Isn't that I something? Was, yeah. For a bunch of film, film school kids, basically, made this movie. Yeah. It's a decent job. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're being taught in the, you know, the heart of Hollywood. So, um, you know, the, they're learning the... They were learning from the masters directly, from people who have been in that industry for a long time. Mm. You know, like uh, our Marcus Eisenstein... Oh yes, <laughs> good old Marcus. Marcus taught me for the no one knows what we're talking about. Marcus Eisenstein he taught uh, a video. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, he taught film production. He taught uh, right. taught us how to shoot on Bolexes and uh, Ari. Uh, Ari was it? Were they the S or the X or something like that? Oh boy. This fiddles a lot. I forget. Ari S, maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, this a motherfucker, I saw him do this. He would, um, we were learning how to use a light meter in the class. And <laughs> he was holding it, trying to figure out the meter and stuff like that. And uh -huh. So he could sashay over. This dude looked like he was 103 back <laughs> then, but he was, he was like in his like 60s, I think. He oh, was wow. coming sashay over like, what are you, what are you, what are you guys doing? What do you want? What do you want? And <laughs> he, he were doing a reading and trying to figure it out. He put his hand up in the light and said, yeah, that's about a, what was that, about four, six? He moved wow. back and go, oh, yeah, that's about a two, 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 eight. And he'd follow his hand and he was fucking nailing, the, he was getting it right. <laughs> And I, it was one day I saw him outside of class. Uh huh. Um, I was just hanging out in the film department, uh, and I told him I was like, "You need to teach me how you do that. You need to show me how you do that." Uh huh. And he showed me how to do it. And uh, the moral of the story is, I haven't used a light meter in twenty years. <laughs> oh. No way. I haven't really? used a light meter, and I've been, I've shot a lot of shit in 20 years. <laughs> never wow. Used never that's, used one once. And I've, I've had DPs on my set. I've never seen one of them pull out a light meter. That's not to say that light meters aren't used, because they still sell them, and they sell really, really fancy pants ones. And, you know, but I, it be, but... I, I I just don't use I I haven't used one in a long time. Man, that, that's like being taught the uh, the five finger ex, uh, exploding heart technique. That's uh, that's amazing, man. You have to show me that trick sometime. But yeah, anyway, we are remarkable. way 
way off track right now, but not really because we're talking about filmmaking. But yeah. So, so Mr. Zulueta, uh, uh-huh. after about uh, almost twenty minutes, let's dive into it. So, yeah. what, sir? What, 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 sir? Are your opinions of? And uh, you know, we're, we've pretty much expressed. See, I, I like this it. movie a, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it definitely made me want to watch at least one Dolomite because it's because it's so darn interesting and uh, it looks hilarious. It looked hilarious and. And like I said before, is I, I think the uh, the thing that really attracts me about the movie is the uh, it's just is the passion that the uh, uh, that Rougerie Moore had with uh, getting this film made. He did it like uh, with by any means necessary, and and he did it, and it and in in his own terms too. Yep. All of, his, uh, all of his success was on his own terms. When even when he decided that he was going to record a comedy album, and even getting to the uh, point of recognizing something, like seeing something in the the homeless guy, or the, they called him the bum. What was his name? I can't I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, the guy who wanders Otis, into the record I, store. Yeah, I think his name was Otis. Oh, okay. Right, right. You know, yeah, and and recognizing and and seeing and it, it was the, the, it's funny when you watch the I've seen this movie five times already. Just so oh you know. wow, yeah, um, wow. You know when you when he's spouting off in the record store and you see people reacting and you see people laughing and you see Rudy watching people reacting and laughing to it and kind and having the idea of. And running it by his friends, and and thinking and saying, you know, what if somebody took those jokes and polished them up and made it into an act, right? And just to watch the process of his, you know, he goes out and 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 gives these guys money and and ha- and records them, telling right. their stories, and he just watching him build the Dolomite persona, right, is, right, yeah is super impressive and it and it and it does something that a lot of movies about artists doesn't they don't do and that's show the creative process yes you don't see a lot of that and and yeah in you know and maybe coming maybe dolomite i mean maybe i'm rudy raymore developing dolomite the story of that process was a lot clearer to tell versus many other um stories about how people come up with ideas and and things like that i mean how do you do you, i mean i i've thought about for uh for a long time if someone were to do a proper beatles origin story movie mm-hmm. would you portray the dream of walking through the forest and seeing a man on a flaming pie Saying you are Beatles with an A. Oh, oh well, that that's going to be your Beatles movie. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Sir Paul about this. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, wow. uh, it, it is. I mean, it's. it's I think uh, Paul McCartney made a, an album called Flaming Pie, right? That's exactly Based on right. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
based on John Lennon's dream. Yeah. Yeah. But no one ever uh, dramatized that before. It's like no one, uh, that's never been on the uh, visualized, that image. It would be cool. But yeah, and that to me is kind of odd because I always thought that it's such a, it is such a cool image. It's just a weird story of like how we came how the band came up with this name it's such a weird beatles with an a yeah (laughs) it's so random and it's then i guess it's considering the source it's very much coming from the mind of a you know a pretty random person at some point (laughs) Uh, but we just you know we went off track again oh okay Well, you were talking about the creative process, right? Yes, and and exactly. and it's not just as like he lifted the uh, the uh, that guy's story word for word. You know, it's like uh, Rudy Ray Moore embellished it. He really uh, he really added his own spin to the the, uh, the Dolomite character. Yes, and he became like really outrageous. I was uh, I was just listening to uh, his album this morning, the first one. I think it was uh, uh, Eat Out More Often yeah, on think? Spotify. Yeah, oh my think? God. <laughs> Some folks say that Willie Green was the baddest motherfucker the world ever seen. <laughs> but I want you to light your joint, take a real good shit, and screw your wig on tight. And let me tell you about the little bad motherfucker called Dolomite. <laughs> now Dolomite was from San Antonio, a rambling, scambling, gambling little young motherfucker from the day he was born. Right on. <laughs> well, the day he was dropped from his mammy's ass, <laughs> he slapped his pappy's face and said, "From now on, cocksucker, I'm running this place." <laughs> He's very poetic in his own way. <laughs> But uh, but do you see any of Snoop Doggy Dog here? I mean, I. Oh I, my I, God! He, he says he's very influenced by uh, by Rudy, but uh, I just don't see the connection. Oh yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh yeah. It's um. Well, the whole the whole pimp persona, and you and you really, you've only seen Dolomite, right? That's the only one you've seen. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I've yeah, seen. Yeah, when you get into the other stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, you start to see where um, he, you know, where where he has influenced a lot of other, a lot of like the rappers and stuff like that. Because you, when you consider that, you know, Snoop is basically Snoop is our age. I mean, he's a Gen Xer. Snoop uh-huh. and uh, well, not they're they're dead. Biggie, Tupac. I mean, all of those guys. Um, and you know, slam some people who are alive. Ice Cube, Ice T, Will Smith, yeah, all of those guys. Will Smith, okay. Dr. Dre, all those guys grew up with Rudy Ray Moore, hmm. and you can see hmm. that in his performances. You can see that in the movies. Oh uh, boy, you know, it's just like the the movie kind of stood still in the first Dolomite movie when he was when he started talking about the Titanic. I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I see that was like from his first album as well. The, which the is... parking lot routine? Hey, yes. Say, brother. Say, what you tell this man you Dolomite, man? I bet in five dollars you Dolomite. Yes, brother, I'm Dolomite. Prove it. Prove it. Listen, man. I'm not accustomed to doing shows on the street. 
I am opening in town this weekend, and I'd appreciate if you brothers get together and come out and see me. Man, I ain't got that kind of money. This nigga say you do it. I better my last Brothers, I have business to take care of. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, do this tight thing, man, so I'm gonna lose my last five dollars, please. All right, man, all right. Right on, right on. One beautiful day in the merry month of May. The great Titanic sailed away. The captain and the lieutenant was having a few words. When the great Titanic hit that mighty iceberg, Sean was in the boiler room eating some peas. Black-eyed peas, they were. And the water come down near to his knee. Before Sean could take a bite of bread, that water come down near up to his head. Sean run up on the deck and said, Captain, 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 that water's down near up to my neck. Captain said, Sean, go back, pack the sacks. We got enough sacks to keep this water back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the one. <laughs> Come on, man. Do some dolomite. No, man. I ain't gonna do that. My show is next week. Oh, man. Come on. You know I'm broke. I can't afford that show. He's like, oh, all right, brothers. All right. Uh, and he goes on for about 10 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much, this is a concert movie when you think about it. Adult yeah. Light is a concert movie. It, it's the total experience. Yeah. It had uh, It had music. It had action, definitely action, and it has his and his, it has his uh, stand-up routine too. And one thing Rudy Ray Moore always mentioned has titties. Yeah. <laughs> oh and my there gosh. Lots <laughs> of titties in this movie, oh. and oh in all of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of reminded me of uh, Robert Rodriguez's ad for uh, Machete. Yeah. <laughs> where she had, where he had like the titties. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, have you this seen is... Have you seen Machete? Uh, I have not seen the actual Machete oh, movie. No. Goodness, but, sir, uh... sir, treat yourself. <laughs> okay. Because if you like Dolomite, oh, okay, you will enjoy Machete. Or All right. Machete. machete. That's yeah. What, that's what. That's how you have to say it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I heard there's another movie that was very influenced by Dolomite. It's called Black Dynamite. And um, yes, I, I I only saw the trailer for it, but it I could definitely see the resemblance there it was like it was like uh, dolomite but with a higher budget oh you suckers gather around there's a brand new movie coming to town so get on up and check the scene of the smoothest baddest mother to ever hit the big screen main man black dynamite he's super cool and he no kung fu drives a five thousand dollar car and wears a hundred dollar suit you're so righteous this is also true and when it comes to the ladies He's out of sight. Uh, let me guess. You one of these brothers thinking get by on a wink and a smile, huh? What about the smile? I am smiling. Black dynamite. Never in the history of the game has there been such devastation. The CIA needs black dynamite now more than ever. We need you, black dynamite, now more than ever. I thought I told you, hunkies from the CIA, that black dynamite was out of the game. And he's bad. 
better than Shaft, Superfly, and the Mac put together. But when the mob kills his brother, your death will not go unavenged. And put the dope on the street. It's my nephew Bucky. He OD. He's back in the game and he's playing for keeps. declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. He killed my best dealer. I want him dead now. So if you crave satisfaction, then dig this action. Guaranteed to put your ass in traction. Black, black, stack, attack, and match. Backtrack, slapjack, boot black, flashback, ram sack. Jam packing still coming back. You see where I'm coming from, you jive mother. Black Dynamite, starring All Star running back Ferrante Jones, fashion model Tambula Takar, William T. Michelson, Ronnie Sinatra, Little Tiny Tigs, Junebug, Bo Willie Peter, and me. That bad bullhorn. Black Dynamite, feel the cinema phonic quadro yeah, and speaking of speaking of that, mm -hmm. uh, the, the the funny thing what I mentioned earlier about how there were scenes that were portrayed in Dolomite is my name right. of the making of the movie, and there are there are pivotal scenes. There there are big scenes that they play out. There's the the cops chasing uh, the white Cadillac. Through the country yes. roads, and he's going to drive, nigga, drive. <laughs> and the the puddles, yeah, with the puddle splash. Right. Um, the sex scene with the um the oh, ceiling collapsing what, onto the bed. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, those are not in Dolomite. Those are in the Dolomite sequel called The Human Tornado, which I have to watch now. Yeah. And remember, I told you to watch it, but I didn't tell you yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, when he, the first time he screens the movie for the audience, when he uh, buys the, uh, when he rents the theater. Yeah. And they're showing, they're showing uh, Rudy watching the movie with the audience, and they had a scene with uh, cops bursting into a room, and they shoot the woman. The woman's oh. like, he made me do it. And he says, bitch, are you for real? <laughs> and he jumps, oh out, he jumps out of bed naked and he jumps out, jumps off the balcony and they do an instant replay. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That is from the human tornado. That is not in Dolomite. Oh, that's such a genius scene. Yeah. So instant I, replay in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is before VCRs. Uh, but yeah, 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 absolutely, that's right. I don't understand why they why they were playing off scenes from Human Tornado, you know, as being in Dolomite. Uh, well, probably because they knew this, they were they were only going to make one uh, Dolomite movie with Eddie Murphy. So they probably thought that, you know, may as well put all the best bits in now, you know, and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if there were, and maybe, I mean, look, I didn't write the movie. I'm sure that, I mean, look, the, the movie is great. The movie is funny. 
Uh, like I said, I watched it five times, and it wow. made me laugh every single time. And I mm -hmm. love Eddie Murphy in it. I love Omar Epps. Yeah. He's funny. Sure. Um, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> really camping it up there with uh, that performance. Uh, Craig Robinson's great. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, and Tyrus, um, Titus Burris. Uh, is is uh, hysterical. He's 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 great in the movie mm. as the gay character who Rudy is just like, well, man, come on, now stop talking about that. <laughs> Every time he brings it up twice, like uh, he you know, Tony brings up being gay twice, but in a very like I love the best boy joke is funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I need a best boy too. <laughs> oh, come on now, don't be talking about that. <laughs> Which made me think, because yeah. I thought that maybe there was some sort of relationship. Well, like a, it's they, they almost imply, because he spent a lot of time with Tony, it's implied in the movie. Oh, wow. I, no, I did not did not read that. Yeah, you know, they were, they were grocery shopping together. Now, they may, may have gone shopping for the party. Maybe they went shopping for the party. Maybe I'm just reading into it a little bit too much. Okay. But it seemed like they were... Because he doesn't, um, you know, it turns, you know, Rudy's married and all that. He was married and had kids and and all that stuff. Uh, they, um, I don't think, did they mention that in the movie? No. Yeah, no. because yeah, I, was, I don't recall that. And maybe this is, I don't really know how old he is when he makes, um, you know, this this segment is brought to you by Google. How old? <laughs> Was Rudy Ray Moore when he made that? My comes came right up. And drum roll, please. Um, uh, it's not telling me. <laughs> That's okay. I um, thought this would be easy to find. Like, I'm sure I could do the math. You know, he was born in 1927. So... Oh, okay, so it was a, wow, it's like close to 50 years old though. Yeah. It's like he may have been like 47, 48 or something. Yeah, he was, uh, he was in his 40s. My God, he was, uh, yeah, he was 48 years old. Mm -hmm. Maybe 46, 47 when he, yeah. um, when he yeah. made the movie. When he was recording the stand-up, maybe that was, maybe he was like 45, 46. Well, he was in his oh, okay. 40s. Wow. See, it's never too late, Mr. Zulueta. Yeah. To be a star. <laughs> <I> yeah. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, Keegan Michael Key was good. Did you like him? He played the the screenwriter. Oh, the writer, the yes. writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was good. Uh, I I liked uh, the uh, the actress who played Lady Reed. Divine, divine, divine Randolph. Joy Randolph. Yeah. I thought she was quite good. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah, and even Bob Odenkirk was there. That's the uh, one of the uh, film producers. Yeah, that was great. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I, I, I think the, it was the second time I saw it that I noticed that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention at first, and I'm like, holy shit. But yeah, it's, yeah that, was, that was really cool to see him in that. Um, yeah. Oh, and Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Oh, Good yeah. Good old Chris Rock. Yes. Chris Rock played the DJ who introduced him to the idea of showcasing his own, his movie in a in the movie theater. Yeah. Now you know what's interesting—the scene where they show 
Rudy on the phone calling Tony to telling him to break into the hotel, to the Dunbar Hotel, to get the film cans, to get them on a plane. Right. That is an actual scene in Dolomite, where he's on the phone with somebody and tells them, look, I need you to go into my apartment, and I need you to get this stuff, and I need you to meet me. It's ah. the same, it's the same right. thing. It's very funny. <laughs> That's uh, life imitating art. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Chuck Kiners from the Cinepod Movie Cast. I've got a story for you. It's a series called the World Time Diaspora Trilogy. For those of you who've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about my book, The Maximilian Emancipation, and the sequel is World Time. This is all part of my series, my three-part series called the World Time Diaspora Trilogy, which starts with The Maximilian Emancipation, and that follows the story of what happens when three African slave ships that travel from the 18th century all the way to the 21st century and appear off the coast of New York and New Jersey in the year 2041. A fellow named Maximilian Oroco is brought in as an African language specialist and discovers that he has a connection to this event more so than he could have ever possibly imagined. Now in the book World Time, we follow the great, 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 great grandson of Maximilian Oroco named Davis Oroco. Davis Oroco is a man who in the 27th century has discovered time travel and attempts to use it to alter history. But as you know, when you mess around with changing events in time, it almost always leads to bad consequences. Not only are both of these books available right now in digital and paperback, there's also a free short story available called The Myth and the Terror, which is a direct tie-in to both stories in a way. It's involving a character from both stories, but it's more of a tie-in to world time. You can still get something out of it if you've never read the books. So you get a free short story. All you have to do is visit my website. If you enter stopslaverywithtimetravel.com, you'll get all the information that you need. You'll find the short story. You'll find links to my books, The Maximilian Emancipation and World Time. My blog is there. This podcast is there. So everything you could possibly want from this little universe, our little multiverse, you'll find right there. So that's stopslaverywithtimetravel.com You can also find me on Twitter at thisischakon That's this is C-H-A-C-O-N You can also find me on Instagram at Jr. That's C-C-O-N-Y-E-R-S-J-R And last but not least this podcast also has an Instagram account. So you can go to Cinepod Moviecast That's C-I-N-E-P-O-D M-O-V-I-E-C-A-S-T on Instagram, and you'll find us there too. All that great entertainment available for you. So check it out. Now back to the show. Let's give a big hand and bring our cheers. Come out to the thing for everybody. Let's hear it for Jeannie Marie. We must screw together. Now wouldn't we have a hell of a 
really great about watching all of his movies, and he's made some. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Human Tornado is basically a sequel to Dolomite. Then he has um, this movie called Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When was this made? Uh, this was made, this was his third movie. So it was uh, the year Star Wars came out, 77. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I was just thinking, this was basically the Star Wars of its time. <laughs> Or at least the the movie seems to have made it that way. It was uh, the budget was like a hundred thousand dollars. I found out later, and the movie made ten million dollars. Yeah. And so relative to budget, it was like the one of the most profitable movies of all time. I think they said it was the biggest hit that year. Wow. It's the Joker of its day. Uh huh. <laughs> it's yeah. funny when you get to the last movie. They made seven movies: Rudy Ray Moore and and Tony. Damn, they seven movies, seven Dolomite movies. Well, they aren't all Dolomite movies because Peter Wheatstraw and the Devil's uh, Son-in-Law is not about Dolomite. <laughs> Disco Godfather. He is not. He's not. He's not playing Dolomite either. But to watch the evolution of the filmmaking from Dolomite to Disco Godfather in their acting, the the editing, the shooting, like everything, it is uh, leaps and bounds. An improvement. It's it's crazy. It's uh, no kidding. The <laughs> the Devil's Godfather. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, Disco Godfather looks like yes. it looks. It's a good looking. Like it looks like a like a like a like a 70s movie. Like uh, like you know the verdict or uh, I'm talking no, about the I... way it's shot. Like like it's the it's it's really really it's a nice looking movie considering what it is. Okay. Cool. And, and uh, his performance is is tighter, and uh, I think the editing is better. It's really it's really interesting to see that. Disco Godfather. Let's keep and creep the Disco Godfather. Disco. Keep the Godfather. Disco. 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 
Put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. If you crave satisfaction, this is a place to find that action. Coming to this theater as its next attraction is a picture that will put you in traction. Disco Godfather, starring me, Rudy Ray Moore. Disco Godfather. That's cool. So I was thinking, um, with just a few tweaks in the acting department, I think... Uh, Rudy Ray Moore would have been a pretty good action hero. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and you yeah, watch like... those movies, and they, there, they were creative ways to make him look like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> uh, there are some shots in the in um, in Dolomite where he's fighting people. And right. it's really quick cutting where you see someone's face and you see just his fist come into frame and the guy gets knocked out. There, uh, yeah. there were shots like that. It's really funny there, where they uh. made it look like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing what editing can do. Yeah, and, and sound effects. Absolutely. And the human mind just fills into blanks, so... <laughs> There's a funny line in uh, the Eddie Murphy movie where Wesley Snipes goes, isn't there an angle that we could shoot from where it looks like he's kicking him? The, the DP goes, no. <laughs> there is no such angle. <laughs> yeah. But all but, things uh, considered, when you watch Dolomite, yeah. they shot it at angles that made it look like he was fighting. <laughs> yeah. And I think they were shooting like, oh, it's like a shooting ratio of one to one, right? Yeah. It's like they probably to. couldn't afford to do like any reshoots or whatever. <laughs> Just like what Rudy said, what do you think? He said, I feel no need to shoot it again. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't he ask if it was as good as Shaft? Yes. It was good as Shaft, and he did this half. <laughs> he didn't answer. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was a little surprised when I saw the actual movie. He wasn't, he wasn't a lot like Eddie Murphy at all. He was a lot different, actually. He had a deeper voice. He was a little more muscular. Yeah, they. I mean, it, it's it, if you know Rudy Ray Moore, Eddie Murphy is not doing Rudy Ray Moore. He's doing he's playing that character, but yeah, Eddie Murphy's not changing his voice to sound like him or or mm, you know right, or altering right. his cadence to come off like him. I mean, okay. Eddie Murphy really, and he really doesn't look too much like Rudy Ray Moore, but mm -hmm. you know what? Tom Hanks didn't look like Walt Disney and he certainly doesn't look like Mr. Rogers. So Okay. You yeah. Know, there you go. He's playing the essence. That's of Rudy exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Or Chris Pine not looking at all like William Shatner. But he's got the uh, the Kirk essence. But does he I gotcha. but does he really need to look like um, Shatner, though, yeah, because you know Shatner. I mean, I'm, uh, James Tiberius Kirk is not a real person. I don't want to offend you, sir. Ah, uh, but... <laughs> <What? laughs> 
I thought they were documentaries, man. <laughs> five times, man. You saw this movie five times. I did, yeah. I, I did, so what did you like best about it? Well, number one, I thought it was funny. Number two, you know, it's great to see a, a new, a brand new Eddie Murphy movie. Oh yeah, that's that's always a plus. I mean, the uh, the fire is back. It seems. Yeah. You know, it's just like I said, I skip Pluto Nash or the Haunted Mansion or whatever else he's been doing, but yeah. this is pretty good. It's his best one since. Uh, Gosh, uh, in a long time. Trading Places. I really loved him in that movie, and then I just haven't seen him in anything else since. Really didn't like Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, was it was Beverly Hills Cop after uh, Trading Places? Yeah, it was okay. Trading Places. Oh, okay, all right. 48 Hours Beverly Hills the Cop. first two, yeah. Oh, I, I skipped 48 Hours, too. Wow, you haven't seen 48 Hours? That has one of the most iconic Eddie Murphy scenes in it. That bar ah. sequence is incredible. Oh, 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 wait. The first uh, 48 hours. Yeah, I've seen that. That was yeah. so good with the, with the right, white Russian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you heard him now, man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen another 48 hours. You haven't seen yeah, the sequel. that one I haven't seen. It's good. It's good. And there's right. a twist at the end. It's good. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I highly recommend you to treat yourself, Mr. Zulueta. Oh, okay. So, Mr. Zulueta, sir. Yeah. On a, mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, we'll do each of these movies. How do you feel about both Dolomite is My Name and Dolomite? Okay, Dolomite is My Name. I would have to give that... I would give that. You know, I was just talking about all the good things about Dolomite is my name that I never talked about, like what I didn't like about it. Um, I would give this about seven point five or eight. Okay. And ah, uh, Dolomite is a little harder to grade because I like it, but it's not a very good movie. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Uh, Sort of like, uh, just like, how do you, how do you rate, like, uh, oh, Pink Flamingos. <laughs> yeah, it's a real shock to the system. Yes. Um, but if I was to give it a numerical value, I would give it 7.5 slash 8 as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it definitely has its, uh, flaws. Definitely, <laughs> but but the passion is there, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's it's, uh, it's hard to describe. I there there's a lot more things going for it, you know. Uh, that overcomes all its technical limitations. So, yeah, I give it that. How about you? Fair enough. Uh, Dolomite is my name. I'll. I'll... I'll go ahead and give that a nine. I enjoyed it. Oh wow! Uh, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was great. Though it was funny. I've watched it multiple times. I will watch it even more times than that. It was great. Okay. I, I really enjoy. It's a very entertaining movie. It's what you want. It's uh, it's non-threatening. 
it's a funny it's fun it's uh yeah it's got nostalgia to it. it reminds me of my childhood i mean at the 70s i was a i was a kid i was a little toddler when uh-huh. all this stuff was going on and that is kind of fucked up in a way that you know this is this is you could pretty much consider this a period film and the fact that in a period film i was not only alive in that period but i was, I was a little child in a period uh-huh. film that's fucked up because <laughs> there's someone like my kids would watch this movie and that would this would be ancient to them this would be ancient times <laughs> yeah i know and, and incidentally i showed uh, uh a little snip of dolomite to my kids oh it's Lord. oh stop it's the um the scene at the end when dolomite kills uh willie green right and the shot the wide shot of them before they walk by when um when uh jerry shoots willie green Uh it's like it's off of you and now it's on me that shot you can see part of the light in the upper left of the upper right hand corner and in the bottom left-hand corner, you see the microphone sticking up. In the oh, my god! So I showed that to the kids. I was like, oh, look at that. Because they both make videos and stuff. And, you know, the boy is getting first-hand experience in, like, a, like a professional set. Right. And, um, but I wanted to show the both of them, you know, look, this is like a movie that's on TV right now. And look, they made, look at these mistakes that they made. You know, uh-huh. these things happen all the time. And they do. Uh-huh. I mean, there are movies that dwarf the budget of Dolomite that have the same type of mistakes in them. Sure, like Star Wars. Or Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> There was a, yes. was a Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. There was a water bottle in Downton Abbey. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah, these things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But, um, I, uh, but it's, yeah, as far as the actual Dolomite film. Yeah. You know, you, you get a much different perspective from it when you get learning about how it was made and what under what circumstances it was made and and all that yeah. stuff yeah and as b-movie entertainment which is basically what everyone making this movie was going for although jerry mm-hmm. wanted there to be passion and you know real like the voice of the streets but in right. it there when there is there there are moments when they do tackle you know social issues that were happening in black neighborhoods it, you really in every movie that they've made uh touches on those issues especially disco godfather the dolomite is it's a it's a fun movie i've seen and i've seen dolomite i've seen dolomite probably more than i've seen dolomite is my name maybe mm, okay. um so i give dolomite i give dolomite a seven and a half Okay. It's All it's right. fun. It's it's That's, fun. Yeah. You know, it's rainy Sunday afternoon fun. I would say treat yourself to uh, four movies uh, one one weekend. Watch um, <laughs> Dolomite. Watch Human Tornado. 
watch P.D. Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law, and Disco Godfather. Wow. They are all streaming right now, I'm sure, somewhere. Especially after watching Dolomite Is My Name, now that you know this guy and you know his friends, it's fun to watch them and watch them evolve and watch them grow. I mean, you are almost getting eight sequels to this movie, to Dolomite Is My Name, essentially. Mm. So mm. I think it's I think it's worth it. Wow. I think that we are we're both in agreement that both of these movies, though you like the new movie as much as you like the old movie, <laughs> <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> uh, in different ways, uh, I think it's interesting that you said that uh, the movie was harmless, the first one. Yeah. But the original Dolomite was pretty dangerous actually so uh so i i enjoyed them both on different levels i think um uh, i think it, it would be a good idea if you've, if you've never seen a uh rudy ray moore movie before to watch the eddie murphy movie first to give you some context yeah and and then dive deep into uh dolomite proper and then listen to uh, eat out more often. <laughs> right. Seriously. Make sure the kids are not around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, as, again, I grew up with this stuff, so people used to, oh, like Red Fox records. And they, yeah, they talk about Red Fox in this in the movie, and Dolomite yeah. is my name as well. Oh, God, and you can't even show the uh, cover album, album yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some old, because uh, I have a lot of those old records. From, uh, oh. from back in the day and I don't think I have any of Rudy Ray Moore's albums because uh, oh. that was uh, I think those got mixed up with my aunt's stuff and my uncle's stuff like my brothers my brother and his siblings they between the both of them between the three of them could have opened up a record store oh wow they had so much stuff but I digress Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Cinepod Movie Cast, the Rudy Ray Moore episode. I am Chuck Conyers. And I am Jose Joel's Loretta. Go fuck some shit up, motherfuckers! I'm running for president, so uh, uh, I'm going to take over. I'm going to take this country over. And when I get to Washington, I'm going to move on my first act. I'm going to get me 2,000 ragged painters to paint the White House black. People are asking me different questions about what I would do for them if I would become their president. Question, please. Mr. Dolomite. Yes, sir? If you become president, what would you do about the unemployment today? Unemployment, I would open up stealing. Fuck a job. <laughs> now, young man, you. You look like good army material. When I get to be president, I'm going to put your ass in the army. Dolomite, I can't go in the army. Why? Because one leg is shorter than the other. Don't worry about it. Where you going, the ground ain't level no way. <laughs>